0: It's time for a wellness revolution. revolution. Brought to you by Hoetze Health and Wellness Center. Honest discussion on maintaining health and wellness naturally to enjoy a better quality of life.
1: He's the doctor fighting to let you keep your doctor. Now,
0: Dr. Stephen Hoetze.
1: Welcome to Dr. Hoetze's Wellness Revolution. This is Stacey Banfield with Dr. Stephen Hoetze, founder of the Hoetze Health and Wellness Center. And today we have got Dr. Lee Merritt back on the show to talk about the experimental COVID vaccine. Dr. Merritt, welcome back to the show.
0: Thank you, Stacey, and thank each one of you for joining us here today on Dr. Hoetze's Wellness Revolution. We're glad to have back in our studio today by Zoom, we've got Dr. Lee Merritt and Dr. Lee Merritt Uh, as you remember from our last uh, interview with her, is a board-certified orthopedic surgeon. She graduated from University of Rochester Medical School and did uh, orthopedic residency and then went into the military where she served in the Navy as a physician and surgeon assigned to the Marines. She was there for approximately 10 years where she was became knowledgeable about bioterrorism and bioweapons just because a physician in the Army has got to know about those things in case they're attacked by that. So she learned that. And she's uh, she's a member and been past president of the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons. She's been a member of the Arizona Board uh, Arizona Medical Association. And she's also a uh, member in good standing with the American Association of Anti-Aging Medicine. So she... Uh, She has both technical skills as a surgeon, and she also has skills as a doctor that practices integrative medicine, holistic medicine, where she approaches people from a more natural approach of health, helping them get on a path of health and wellness naturally so they enjoy a better quality of life. Dr. Merrick, glad to have you back again with us. I wanted to visit with you today about the so-called experimental gene-modifying injection that is being promoted by the pharmaceutical companies by fauci and that whole bunch and by biden and all the politicians uh, that they expect and want everybody to receive this so-called vaccine tell us what tell us about this vaccine and why if we should be concerned about it
1: Well, you know, and it's not a vaccine. You're exactly right. We need to have some kind of um, acronym for it that's good because it's hard. We tend to devolve and say vaccine when really it's an experimental, unapproved genetic agent of some sort. And my personally, what I'm always amazed by is that people who wouldn't buy the first edition of a car line because they're worried that they haven't worked all the bugs out, you know, in the new Ford line, and they're jumping in line to get A a shot of some some stuff approved by the government. Of course, that's always makes you concerned. Concerned. And it 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 hasn't been shown to decrease transmission. In Israel, it's actually caused to increase your risk of death by COVID in the over sixty five group by forty times. Right. But they don't tell you that. They don't ever publish the actual numbers of what's happening around the world. But they but but people could easily find out that this never. Got through animal testing. There's been no long-term animal testing because the animals didn't survive the short-term animal testing. Um, it's never been trialed in humans. You know, it's very easy for these uh, the 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 real pro-vaccine people, the big hot sh- academics that just think everybody's crazy if they don't believe that all vaccines are always safe in all people all the time. That's their underlying narrative. I mean, they don't maybe say it out loud like that, but the way they push them, that's what they absolutely believe. But isn't it crazier to think we should vaccinate the entire world, the entire human race, down to one month of age when people are, have when it's never been trialed before in humans? Don't we see that as a potential, you know, disaster of unmitigated proportion? I think so. And I don't think it's crazy to say that, but that's what we're doing.
0: So, well, well, along this line, folks, I want you to understand that this so-called uh, so-called vaccine by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca. If you, uh, It's not a vaccine by CDC definition. Go to the CDC definition. A vaccine is considered to be a killed virus particle or other pathogen or portion thereof that is injected to which your body's uh, innate and adaptive immune system builds up an immunity. So once you've been vaccinated, you are immune. You don't contract the disease again, and you don't transmit the disease. In Pfizer, Moderna, and the other pharmaceutical companies, on their websites, they say this is not an approved FDA vaccine. Did you hear that? It's not approved. You go, oh, I thought it was. Everybody's getting the shot. It's got to be approved. No, it's authorized. Big difference. Authorized under the Emergency Utilization Authorization Act. That's, uh, That's what it's been authorized under, which is done under emergency conditions. It has not been approved because it hasn't gone through the trials that are required for FDA approval, which are animal studies, which take several years, and then human trials, which take several more years. It could take five or ten years to get a vaccine to approve it to make sure that it's safe for consumption by humans. When they've tried to do coronavirus uh, uh, vaccines in the past in 2005 and 2012 against SARS-CoV-1 uh, in, in 05 and against MERS in 12. They gave the vaccine. It wasn't an uh, mRNA vaccine, but it was a vaccine using the killed virus. And, And so they gave the injections to the animals, two injections like they do with this particular experimental injection. They wait a month, and then they reintroduce the infectious organism. The coronavirus, as a matter of fact, back in 05 and then again in 12, and it killed the animals. They died, and they went, we can't give this to humans under any circumstance. So they've never been able to develop a so-called vaccine to prevent coronavirus. And now we didn't do any, no published animal studies whatsoever on this particular uh, virus, none whatsoever. And the only studies were done were a three-month study of, I don't know, thirty or 40,000 people in England, and in which they came out and said it was 95% effective. Well, that was the relative risk uh Reduction was ninety-five percent when uh, Peter Doshi, who is the uh, editor of the British Medical Journal, evaluated all the data. He said no, it was only nineteen percent effective. That's a relative risk. When you look at the absolute risk reduction, which Dr. Ron Brown did, who's out of Ontario, an epidemiologist, he looked at it and he said it's less than one percent. The absolute risk there's less than one percent. It's point seven percent effective which means it's not effective whatsoever. That's why we're seeing in people currently now that receive, that are coming down with COVID 60% of them have had the so-called vaccine. And that's why up until a couple of days ago, the FDA, I'm sorry, the uh, CDC said, well, uh, you can get the shot, but you know, you can get the Fauci, ouchie, you can get your uh, vaccine, but you got to wear a mask. You got to social distance. And In fact, about a month ago, I think they came out and said, no, you don't need to do that. And then the CDC president was corrected. And they said, yes, you do have to social distance to wear a mask. And now they come out and say, well, you don't have to wear a mask now. But if you haven't got it, you've got to wear a mask. Now, let me ask a question. Why would you care if I haven't received this experimental injection and you have? Why would you care if I wear a mask or not? I thought you had the injection supposed to save you. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It's totally ineffective. Your government is lying to you through their teeth. They know it doesn't work. Listen, go, listen to what, and, and I'm, I'm sure you, you know of him and have probably visited with him, Dr. Merritt, is uh, Dr. Michael Yeadon, who was the former vice president of Pfizer Corporation. He was their head scientist in charge of operations. He came out, uh, he, ca- he has come out, He's been in the pharmaceutical industry 30 years. He's come out and said this is the most dangerous thing that he's ever seen perpetrated upon the public. It's going to cause mass and catastrophic deaths. So explain to explain to our audience, Dr. Merritt, what they're receiving when they're receiving this injection. What what is being put into their cells, into their bodies?
1: Well, First of all, the disease is caused by the spike protein or subunit of the spike protein of the coronavirus. That's what gives you all the symptoms of COVID. Don't need the whole virus. So what they're giving you is a small bit of genetic material that will recreate that spike protein in all your cells. Now, here's why this is worse than just getting the disease. And that's why if you look at especially elderly people, they're dying of this. Actually, let me give you some numbers before I jump into this. Um, I looked at just the first quarter in VERS. This is the January, February, and March. And if you look at those three months, and I and went. By back the way, COVID-
0: VARES is the Vaccine Adverse, the vaccine adverse uh, Event Reporting system. Board. So right, reporting. these
1: are people in that. According to Harvard study, this is only one percent of what's out there. Right. One to ten percent of what's out there. So not everybody, not every disaster gets reported. Not every side effect gets reported. But. Acu- let's let's say it's probably the same as it was in twenty eighteen. So in the first quarter of twenty eighteen, there were twelve deaths in VARES from all the vaccines put together. Twenty nineteen, there were eighteen deaths. Twenty twenty, there were twenty three deaths. Twenty twenty one, two thousand nine hundred seventeen deaths, and those were ninety nine percent the COVID vaccine. So I then looked recently. And by the, the number-
0: way, by the way, that's that's the first quarter. Currently, right, through May fifth, it's. 4,200 have died, have, right. have been reported yeah. in, in the first yeah. four months. In, in the last 20 years, there, there hadn't been that many. Right. I looked
1: at the 10 years previously, from 2009 to 2019, and it was roughly one. It was 1,500 and some change. So less than three times, you know, almost three times more deaths in four months here than we've had in the past 10 years of all vaccines put together. That should stop it right there. And there's some other stories. They're, they're supposed to use the bears to look for unusual things, and we're seeing unusual deaths. Um, we're seeing secondary deaths from people just, you know, giving off something, whether it's the vaccine or some component of it, that's killing other people around them. So
0: who weren't who who didn't receive the injection? Who didn't
1: receive the vaccine? The most compelling one is a one-month-old baby that was breastfeeding. Mother gets the second Pfizer shot. Baby dies of, of rare thrombocytopenia which is one of the things I've written a paper about that's going to be published on the event, the the thrombocytopenia following this this drug.
0: Thrombocytopenia, yeah. folks, is when you don't make any platelet cells. And platelet and you cells, you know, and, and when you've got to have, you don't make any platelet cells, your blood doesn't clot, and you can bleed to death.
1: Right. So it's, it's an unusual, this is not anything we've seen before. It's not the thrombocytopenia that you and I have seen as physicians in the past. Totally different animal. And this is happening. That's the kind of thing that should stop any other vaccine program. But this is not a vaccine program. This is something else. And it's interesting that they're now telling pregnant women they can get it, children they can get it. But I'm going to read from one of the uh, studies. It says um, reproductive toxicity animal studies of potential toxicity to reproduction and development have not yet been completed. Um, neither genotoxicity, meaning how it damages your genome, your DNA or RNA, or carcinogenicity studies were performed. However, the components of the vaccine are not expected to have genotoxic potential. I'm comforted by that. In other words, they're saying, we didn't study this. Any, any What are people worried about? They're worried about becoming GMO humans, that this is somehow going to change your dna because you're giving people genetic material and you're giving it with transfection agents meaning agents that are meant to transfect your stuff into your explain to uh,
0: explain what transfection is because folks what 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 the so-called authorities who are lying to you through their teeth they know exactly what they're doing they're lying to They say, oh, this isn't going to change your DNA. It's not going to change your genes. All those doctors and people that are talking about that, they're just crazy. It's That's not right. going to do that. Tell us, how, tell us how it does that. And it's called transfection, not infection, folks. It's different. Transfection. transfection.
1: Well, first of all, RNA, you have to understand what RNA is. And if you're building a building and you're the construction engineer, you have the master blueprint. In the human body, your master blueprint in all your cells is your DNA. But just like in the big construction project, you wouldn't send the D, the big master blueprint out with all the carpenters and bricklayers are having to go out and build things all over the place. What you do is your DNA makes little copies of itself, little snippets of RNA. And that's what you send out with the little carpenters and the people to make parts of you. So if you need cartilage for your knee, you make your DNA opens up. It makes this little RNA... Uh, engineered piece, it goes out to where it's got to go to make the cartilage for your knee. And that's the way it works in nature. And that's a good thing. But the problem is, and I asked ask Judy Mikovits about this. So RNA, this is like the Pfizer and Moderna are RNA viruses. They should not be able to get into your DNA. However, they are, RNA is a, what's called an epigenetic controller of DNA, meaning once you inject somebody with RNA, it can turn your DNA on or off or turn parts of it on and off, express cancer genes, for example. We don't know. And they don't know. They've never done a study that I can find. Maybe they've done them. I suspect they have, but they're not publishing them. How long the are around in our system? We don't know if that DNA or the RNA lingers a long time or a short time. And it's a problem either way. If it's too short, it's a problem. And if it's too long, it's a problem.
0: OK. And, and mind you, folks, now what this... Messenger RNA does, which is created in a lab, and it's a genetically, it's a genetic product that hijacks your cells. It goes into your cells, and it causes your cells to produce, in the ribosomes, spike protein. Spike protein is the dangerous protein that is on the coronavirus that causes all the symptoms. And you, if you allow this to happen, will become a manufacturing unit for spike proteins. You're going to be as if you're producing—you're going to be like a— a living virus, just producing spike proteins. Why in the world would you want your body to produce spike proteins and how long will you produce it? We don't know. There are no studies done on that. But we know that when you produce the spike proteins, that is going to hyperstimulate your immune system. It's going to be like somebody sticking, poking you in the back. Like, think about when you're a kid sitting in school and you're and the person behind you kept poking you with a pencil until you finally just got irritated, turned around, and whacked them. Well, that's the way your immune system feels. It gets irritated because the spike protein is being produced in massive amounts and the spike protein then binds to your cells and your cell and your immune system happens to have, it. I've heard nobody talk about this. I went back and read my my immunology text, uh, uh, Lee, here in the last, uh, over the last month, and the natural killer cells monitor your cells to see if they are producing abnormal proteins. And the cells that are producing abnormal proteins, the natural killer cells, go in and whack. So yeah. your cells are going to be producing all these spike proteins, and guess what? And they bind to the outside of the cells, and your natural killer cells, which want to get rid, are going to go in and kill those cells. And this is going to cause a host of autoimmune problems, and and it, and, and it can cause, as a matter of fact, it can do just the opposite of of. Next time you're exposed to the coronavirus or, or to the spike protein from other sources, what can happen is that your immune system will go haywire as it begins to attack the cells in your body, and it causes a cytokine storm, which just literally destroys your cells. And we know that the attack on the, the where the spike proteins locate, highly locate in the lungs. That's why these people. That's why it is called a respiratory virus. It's a, that's like the flu that gets in your lungs and you get these spike proteins and it's going to cause, this is what these animals died of. They had cytokine storm in their lungs and they died. And that's what we're seeing with people that have died with this, the older people, it gets in their lungs and they get the bronchitis and they get the inflammation. And of course they're not treating them correctly. They're not giving them budesimide. They're not giving them cortisol or, or some kind of, uh, anti-inflammatory steroid and they end up dying because their lungs become hyper inflamed. So uh, that's a big problem. That's why we're concerned. One last thing I want to ask you about before we uh, end the program is this whole concept of transmitting the spike protein, spike protein being transmitted from individuals who have received this experimental genetic modifying injection, so-called vaccine. They've received the injection and they're around people that haven't received the injection. Maybe your spouse received the injection and you didn't. what what are what are the concerns about that? And I'll share with you a couple of stories that I've heard. In, in matter of fact, let me just while, while I while I've got the floor, let me just let me just tell you. I was on a radio program nationwide last week. A lady comes on the program and she goes, "Dr. Hodesy, I'm working in a in a office where all the women have received the injection, the experimental injection, the so-called vaccine. I have it, and I'm starting to menstruate." Right. I, said, I said, well, tell me about that. What's going on? Well, I'm starting to, did you go, have you gone through the change? I went through the change five years ago and now I'm starting to menstruate. Well, the first thing I told her, I said, well, the first thing you got to do is you got to go see your OBGYN and just make sure you don't have uterine cancer. That's the first thing you think about prior to this COVID. Do you, you want to make sure we don't have a uterine cancer going on? That's usually what, can, that's commonly a cause of that. But and she said, thank you. And so then I had in my office yesterday, we had a new guest come in, happens to be the wife of a doctor who works at a hospital here in town who got the vaccine. She didn't want to get it. She said, I'm not going to do it. And I told her stories about, you know, uh, what could happen with people that have received the injection and people that live with people or work with people that, uh, that have received the injection and they haven't. And I told her about this woman who's menopausal who started bleeding because she was around women that had received the injection and she went oh my gosh I just started menstruating yesterday it's been five years I've been through the change for five years and I've just started menstruating and having breast tenderness and moody and it's just like it's just like it was it's just like it was six or seven years ago when I was menstruating and she went I can't I just, I said, well, you've got to go see your OBGIN, Make sure you don't have an underlying problem, but that's concerning. So tell us what you've heard about this. And if this is something we're making a mountain out of a molehill, or is this something we should be concerned about?
1: Oh, I think not only is it a mountain, it's the mountain. Uh, you know, this is, this is what this is about. I don't think, you know, if the globalist wanted or somebody wanted to kill us, they could have done a lot easier than with this kind of high tech vaccine, but they are non-vaccine, but what, but if they wanted to just sterilize the number of people to slowly bring down the population, this would have been a very good plan. And actually, I looked back in time, and I found that they did this with animals. And here's in the animal vaccine, they figured out a way to, to cause it to transmit. Uh, they gave the vaccine to a few animals, put them out into the Australian wild with the other animals. It transmitted to the next animal, to the next animal, a couple, three passes. It was made, listen to this, Using a and I'm just I know these are big words, but the point is it's the same big words. Replication deficient chimpanzee adenovirus. That's what's in our vaccine, our J and J vaccine. And the animal vaccine that they designed to do this was called replication deficient CMV virus. In other words, they're they they worked out the process in animals, and I, I really think that's what this is about because you know it's serious and that they believe it's serious because they've, they've sent out their, their army of fact-checkers and naysayers and everybody calling everybody names that's bringing this up and saying it's just a bunch of anecdote. Well, I'm sorry. When you have enough anecdotes, you have a data set. And I'm an orthopedic surgeon. If I've treated three people in a week with this— there's a problem. How many of the family practice people seeing, and they're not putting this together, or they are putting it together, and we just haven't heard from them yet. You know, there's the, the bleeding in women is the big thing. Whatever is causing it, I think it's. A, I think this is a contact transfer, but I'm not sure. It's it's a transfer of something, and probably the spike protein or subunit S1 spike protein. They're 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 bleeding. They're having irregular menses. Girls that have not even started their menses are starting to bleed. Um, and that's the biggest thing. Now, to some degree, men are having testicular pain, rashes in the genital area, so they're also probably involved. In the animal model of this that they put out in Australia, the, the, the vaccine was designed to destroy the ovarian follicles and render lifelong infertility. That's what it was designed to do. And it would drift down to the babies that were born, it would drift down to all the other animals they came in contact with. So I I think it's a real deal, and I think it's a very serious problem. Until we sort this out, again, this should be an ex- a call to stopping the vaccination program. Until we sort this out, they're pushing ahead very quickly. Why are they Why are they pushing so fast? Because this is going to be so obvious. This is a, this is an avalanche that's taking off, and it's going to be so obvious in a couple months that nobody will want the vaccine. Well, here's they have to get yeah. Well, here's before.
0: the deal. This. If you have a real pandemic, you don't need 24-7 advertisement, marketing, right. and propaganda. You only need that if you have a psychological operation. And that's what this is. It's a it's psychop. op. Uh, that's exactly what they're doing. This is all about power, control, and money. And I believe they made it very clear. You listen to Bill Gates. You listen to uh, what the Rockefellers promoted the eugenics program. You listen to uh, Klaus Schwab. You listen to the One Worlders and you listen to Stanley uh, uh, Stanley Johnson, who is Boris Johnson's father over there, who was the pr- prime minister of England, they talk about depopulating the world. This is a means to depopulate. They're going to create infertility in women, and they're going to kill off a ton of the population. And there are numerous physicians like yourself, Dr. Merritt, as you well know, across the world that have raised the warning flag. And I hope, For any of you that are on the fence about whether or not you're going to allow this experimental injection to be given to you, I would say stay as far away from this experimental gene-modifying injection as you would a rattlesnake in West Texas. So, Dr. Merritt, thank you for joining us today. God bless you. Thank you for your strong stand, and thank you for sharing with us this very, very important information And thank each one of you for joining us today. Thanks a lot.